It is not yet even winter, and we have been busy little bees. We are actively planting our gardens, picking our varieties, and we're going to go over our new varieties and probably toss some ideas back and forth. So we're going to see what comes out of this one. A lot of good things, so be sure to stay tuned right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Now I know, Batavia, that you love more than anything seed shopping, don't you? <laughs> I, I love some other things more, but I do love and enjoy and relish the act of shopping for seeds. You know, as much as I, I mean, I enjoy it too. I enjoy the prospects of the the upcoming garden, but I will mm-hmm. say this. I think the seed companies got it wrong. Mm, okay. Stop sending the catalogs out in spring, people. Let's do this. People want to buy. You know what I'm saying? Like, Are you saying start or stop? I get stop mine sending like them out in now. Yeah, I don't ever get them until late. Like, I get them in like March. And I mean, it's it's like a joke in our house how many seed catalogs we get. Maybe they're just using like the alphabet and because my name is much earlier in the alphabet, last name that is, compared to yours. I was going to say, we both start with B. Yeah, I'm just making that up. (laughs) Uh, But but no, I definitely get mine. Um, I would say it's snow on the ground when I get mine, but it could be snow on the ground in March here in Chicago. So there is that. Yeah, that that ain't a lie. We'll have to we'll have to see. I'll uh, I'll call you when I get my first seed catalog. It'll be like the uh, what's the the whole thing with the Santa watch. Where you're watching, you know, yeah. Santa is traveling from the North Pole. It's going to be like that with the first seed catalog. Maybe we should set up a live tracker mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and have it so it's like, when, who gets the first seed catalog of all the listeners? But um, no, I, you know, we've said, especially the past couple of years, we enjoy buying our seeds early in the year because of, you know, the prospects of seed shortages and stuff like that. And I was reading something the other day that kind of said like hey the seed shortages are pretty much taken care of now it's just certain varieties are going to be shortages so mm-hmm. you know make sure but I've, I've definitely come across some things now and i think it's because i'm buying my seeds early that are out of stock but the, you know some of them are kind of specialty varieties as well like they may not have come back in stock from the- yeah you know. Yeah, but all of the seeds that I have received are packaged for 2023. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there is that. So that is a good sign. But um, rough, just real rough, because I know it's early in the planning season, which we are getting into. Is there going to be big changes? You don't have to go into depth, but big changes in your garden for next year as far as what you're growing? No, I think it's the quantity of what I'm growing is probably that's the big change. More Meaning or less. like the quantity of individual things, you oh, know. Okay. So instead yeah. of 10 tomato plants, I'm going to have 40. Joke, come on. Like, uh, give me a little bit of slack here, you know. <laughs> well, I give you slack because usually it's the other way around. You should have said instead of 40, I'm going to do 10. Yeah, yeah, right. That'd be a change. <laughs> um, I don't, you know, actually, it's a good point, though. I don't think that there's anything that I'm really saying I'm going to grow less of. Um, you know, I still feel like I'm in the zone. I, I, I got the vibe of I am closer and closer to figuring out more and more um, kind of how many plants I need to put into the ground to get the harvest in the most ideal scenario that I want. Yeah. So I'm definitely like leveling up when it comes to some quantities, you know, some vegetables and herbs. Um, and then there are some that, you know, it's not necessarily saying I'm going to like grow instead of 10 pepper plants too. I am, you know, using peppers as an example, I'm just not going to grow any peppers, you know, so I'm eliminating things more so than reducing. Am I throwing you off right now? No, I'm just going to keep on talking until you put your fingers down. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm holding up three fingers, everybody. And there's a reason why she said the magic H word herbs. Mm-hmm. Three years ago, yeah, 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 she and I talked about herbs, and here we go. Three years later, we're starting to get more in the garden. Dude, I was outside. I love it. I love it. My neighbor was, uh, you know, so now it's the 
you see a person like when you're taking out the trash and you just happen to be taking out the trash at the same time. My yeah. neighbor two doors down, I saw it's a family that lives in uh, the building and I saw one of the sisters and, you know, we're both like kind of it was a really warm day in Chicago, like 50 some degrees. And so we we're both walking back into the house. And I said, well, make tell everyone that I'm OK, because this is when they started to do a watch. Like, you know, have, have to you make seen sure Batavia? you're fine. Yeah, I haven't seen Batavia. You know, now, again, I, I've told this story before. It's like I'm at the bottom of the stairs for five days before people start <laughs> to realize. But you know. so anyway, my neighbor on the other side, my direct neighbor, she saw like I had straw in some spaces of my garden and she's like oh you're getting everything wrapped up i see you have your hay out there you know anyway uh (laughs) i said well yeah i grew garlic and i always take an opportunity like this like i've known her for like 15 years so i know how much or how little she's interested in what i have to say so anyway or at least i think i do um i said well yeah you know this is um i'm growing garlic you know and you plant it now and then you know, you basically, you'll get it next spring, summer. And she's like, oh, really? That's really cool. All right. You guys have been so patient. The point of this story is <laughs> I told her 15 years ago, 10 years ago, I rarely even use gar- fresh garlic cooking. Yeah. Like, rarely, you know, and so it's the same story with herbs. It's like, you know, I was a salt and pepper kind of gal, you know. Go ahead. No, no, no. I already did my finger thing. You're good. I thought you were going to go with the salt and peppers here. Salt and <laughs> salt and peppers here. All right. Uh, so I think we back. just, you know, it, it's going to, uh, it's a cornball thing to say, but you evolve, right? <laughs> like, I feel like this year I just didn't have enough herbs. Damn, no, who is she? Yeah. Who is this woman? I want the real Batavia back now. <laughs> no, you know it's it's okay to evolve though it's okay to have an opinion and change it's it's you know we're not in politics you're allowed to do that mm-hmm. you know it's fine uh, i mean because you learn different things and you try different things and as we as we grow in this you're going to desire more something different and that's fine mm-hmm. you know um I want to tell you a quick story and then we'll get straight to it. So everybody just hang tight. But you remember the other day I was talking to you on the phone. I was like, look, I got to go. I'll talk to you later. Mm -hmm. And I never called you back, which is kind of what each of our MOs will do that a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, my neighbor, he's he's an older gentleman. He's in his his 70s. And I'm trying to teach David to like David is my son. He's eight years old to to like be mindful of other people. So on trash day, we'll go take out his trash and put it on the curb for him. So David just does it like automatically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, that day he walked up in my backyard and you know how my backyard is like, if you come up in my backyard, it's either really good or really bad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, what the hell's going on? He was like, do you know who's been taking out my trash? And I was like, well, David has. And he was like, I wish that he wouldn't do that. And I was like, damn. And it... (laughs) He was like, I, I don't make a lot of trash and I'm trying to save the trash man time. And I appreciate what he's doing. But I was like, damn, it's an eight year old boy trying to do a good deed for the day and take care of his elderly neighbor. And that, it's like, you know, come on, man. So, so wait, he's saving trash for what? What? Now? No, he just doesn't have any enough trash to put out. So he's like, there's no reason for the trash man to stop on his, oh. you know, he's trying to be nice to them. David's trying to be nice to him and it's like this wicked triangle of people trying to be nice it's it's kind of gross but um, I am him I'm your your neighbor I'm just you know it's you know just in 25 35 years my mom told me um I've been telling you people that you're this age and it's like two years younger than I actually am and I'm like we're rolling with it you know (laughs) Um, so you know in like 30 years I absolutely overthink things like that you know, because that's all that is. You know, I, I get it like yeah. one less stop. And I'm sure that if, a, um, you know, the trash folks could skip a house or two or three or 10 or 20, then sure. Um, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I want to say people are weird and I'm people. So I'll say it. People are weird. I'm people, too. That's mm-hmm. cool. We're weird. We're Me and you are definitely weird, but that's OK. <laughs> Everybody listening knows that. My mom says that, too. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Let's let's get to it, though. So we did an episode earlier this year, um, like a couple months ago or a month ago, and we released it on Patreon about growing essential edibles. Mm -hmm. And that's going to shape a lot of this conversation. And if you're not a patron, don't worry. It's not like you're not going to be able to follow what we're talking about. So don't think that. 
but <clears throat> I think when you you see things in our gardens through the year change, this is going to be something that's kind of talked about more and more throughout our gardens for this year is the plan. Now, that's the plan. Doesn't mean that's what's going to happen because every gardener knows how that goes. But, um, you know, moving forward, there's a couple things like when we look at varieties and stuff like that, that we're growing, I'm sure I know myself, I've changed a couple of varieties. I wanted to try a couple new things. Um, to kind of match that plan. And the gist of it is, you know, focus more on stuff that is um, trying to get my thoughts together in my head. It was multi-use, longer storage, and then easier to preserve in multiple ways. And then you could cook it in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of... They're staples as well. Staples, yeah. staples, not necessarily even like food staples, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So before we we got on here, I was talking to my um, my stepdad about his garden. And he's like, man, I'm fitting to get out here and get me some of my collards. They're getting mighty large. And I was like, there you go. And we were talking about, he's like, I want to try and grow some parsnips next year. And And I was telling him how to grow them and stuff like that. And, you know, I remember when I lived in New England, you'd go like here. The the whole reason why I grow parsnips here is because you can't buy them here. Mm -hmm. But when I lived in New England, I remember clearly going to the grocery store and in the grocery store, they had a soup pack. Have you seen these in the produce section? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. See, they don't have this here, but it's uh, like one onion, onion, carrot kind of thing. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. one celery, one onion, one carrot and one parsnip was in it, you know, and that kind of brings to mind like the staple like obviously those are like staples yeah. you know what i mean yeah. because if you sell something packaged like that there's a number of ways you can use it i'd never so. heard of parsnips before i don't know i feel like it may you may have introduced me to parsnips like i have parsnips seeds but i don't know which came first the seeds or you you know like um me. so our yeah okay yeah you sent wow. me that no because you sent me the seeds you had bought extras i remember but what i have Either way, I guess my like parsnips um, are not in my kind of that soup package. Most times it's like it's a big cut of meat, like yeah. a stew package with those vegetables when I see it in the grocery store. Um, and like a long carrot just intrigued me. A long white carrot is the reason why I probably bought parsnip seeds. Well, and if you have parsnip seeds from last year, you can go ahead and throw them out. They do not last more than a year. Just let everybody know. So, you know, <laughs> I learned I that the hard way this believe year. That right? You have or haven't? I always half-heartedly believe that. Well, I tested it this year, and it is one hundred percent accurate. Mm. I have, and it was the seeds you gave me. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'll grow these in Batavia's name. You know, I'll call this Batavia's patch. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. man, it just—it was garbage. It didn't even germinate. Mm-hmm. So it's unfortunate. I bet I still have some of those seeds. You probably do, because mm-hmm. I remember you're like, I stocked up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But So what's new in your garden? What are you picking new? Well, that's do you, act- that's actually do you want to start with a category? I mean, it's your world, man. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do, player. <laughs> well, let's start with your favorite, tomatoes. Oh, no, I don't have any new tomatoes. Well... Technically, I do. I have some new tomatoes in my cart, so I'm behind Ben. I have still things in my cart that I've not purchased. So I'm looking at like four different screens and devices as we talk about what's, <laughs> what's growing new. <laughs> I am a the slow, command center. The yeah. gardening command center is active. Absolutely. I am so <laughs> slow to click, click on the checkout button in every purchase, right? And so um, the new tomato, and I saw this on a listener's um video on youtube it's chelsea hey chelsea so it's the orange accordion tomato it's super cool looking right it's an heirloom i'm pretty sure and so it's in my cart and i'm fighting my better judgment to say hunker down right you really need to focus on paste tomatoes and typical slicing tomatoes you know so next year is going to be the year of the sauce Um, but it's very hard for me to um, look past the beauty of this tomato yeah. So that's the one tomato that I'm giving myself some room to potentially purchase and grow next year. Yeah, I've, I'm, I've got a new potato, potato, tomato. <clears throat> um, so I'm, I'm going to, and I know you probably know this, Batavia, but I'm going to grow the geranium kiss. I think is how you say it. Mm-hmm. It's an indeterminate tomato. 
that only gets three to four feet tall. <laughs> so, but it'll continue producing all season like an indeterminate tomato. So, um, I'm currently and I'm open to all suggestions as long as they fit within my my um, what is it? My rules, I guess. I don't know what to call it. Um, as for for an indeterminate tomato, so I'm looking for a red indeterminate and not black tomato so i put this out on a youtube video and a lot of people had like the black creme and the purple cherokee and stuff like that and they don't grow well in my area because it gets so hot that they literally will cook inside the tomato and burst Mm. so and i i grew one year i think it was last year two years ago i didn't grow a single red tomato and i was legit sad about it like it just it did not feel correct to me so and every time i see a yellow tomato it just something about it makes me sad i don't know what it is so um uh, this is going back to i don't know who when someone left a review uh, for the podcast and said something along the lines of like, you know, we have inside jokes. We have like, you know, kind of shorthand. Right. Yeah. And um, I'm going to clue everyone in now on a version of that. Hold so, on, let me get the bleep button ready in case there's something. <laughs> so <laughs> it's absolutely clean. So you said, you know, you, I've heard this about the I've heard your request for the tomato for months now. Right. You continue to ask. And there's almost. I'm almost offended because it's like, grow what I tell you, young Ben, right? Like, stop, stop taking it. To, look, I'm the one. This is what you should do, right? Uh, but but you, you haven't told me yet. What? what mm. So <laughs> that's the shorthand. So there are two sound effects that, that I produce. One is, mm, and mm-hmm. that's me. Either it's the, I'm not quite buying what you're saying, but, you know, I'm just acknowledging that you're still talking or it's the, I'm trying to curb the the tongue lashing that could come next. <laughs> and then the other side of that is that, mm-hmm. and so that's me, like, again, for, uh, furthering mm-hmm. the conversation. So that's a positive sound effect. But if you hear, mm, you know, that that's not so great for you, for uh, the so, co-host over here. So, so I've asked you and you have not firmly given me an affirmative answer. No, no I just, did get you've not once, liked what I've told you. No. So I did get one suggestion for a Rutgers tomato. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. It's a New Jersey tomato. Um, and apparently the seed, if I'm not mistaken, I was reading about it. The seed was almost gone. And so they did a lot of work to bring it back. Mm-hmm. But then I started looking at it. And there, dude, there's like 50 different Rutgers tomatoes. And I'm like, well, I don't want to get the wrong one. Yeah, so yeah. what's your official suggestion? Um, so uh, I told you Boxcar Willie. That was I'm it. telling you, Boxcar Willie. Okay. Um, I did see someone, I don't know if it was on Patreon or on your YouTube channel. Um, they asked, they suggested Mortgage Lifter. And I've grown Mortgage Lifter. And I didn't comment because I wanted to go back and look at how that tomato plant did for me. I think I did yeah. it last year or the year before. Um, I do remember it's supposed to be like a two or three pound tomato. Like it's supposed to produce that. I know for sure it didn't do that. But I just wanted to look generally in my garden, which is the key, right? Like what I produced with that same variety could be d- different than what you experienced. But I wanted to be able to give you, a, you know, thoughtful feedback on that suggestion because I was drawn to it. If I'm not mistaken, it's not a red, red tomato. It's a little bit pale red, like um, like a brandy like, one. Exactly. Took the words out of my mouth. So. Well, first of all, let me just make this statement so everybody in the world can hear it. There is no way in hell I'm going to be able to grow a three-pound tomato. Something's going to happen, <laughs> and I'm going to have a three-pound tomato turn into a one-pound tomato. So, <laughs> you know, um, so Mortgage Lifter, Rutgers, or Boxcar Willie. And I lean towards the Boxcar Willie, first of all, because I love you, and mm-hmm. second of all, because it's a cool name. Mm-hmm. Now, I did try to grow, like, um, the Honest Abe variety one year. Wasn't overly impressed. Um, brandy wines are, I grew them, but then I was reading that they're like notoriously difficult to grow. So I just kind of like moved away from that. Mm. Cause I'm like, I don't really want anything difficult. You know? Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> That's the last thing I use to create a problem. <laughs> Sign so. me up. No. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll look, I'll look into some box car. I'll look into those three and make a decision. Um, now if some seeds automatically showed up on my doorstep, that could make my decision real easy. You know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Y- you know, <laughs> 
you know. <laughs> I mean, I, it, I, so that was the thought in my head. I was going to say, I'll send you some seeds and you can decide whether you grow them or not. No skin off your nose. It's not like you've paid for them or whatever. Yeah, that's because I have some here. Um, but I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be an ass here. You. Right. Because he knows. I told him. <laughs> So this is a a combination of some episodes that we do as an annual episode. And the beauty in when we normally record this episode is it's New Year, New Batavia, right? That starts late December, goes through like in a best case scenario, February. But now here we are at the beginning of December recording this and he doesn't have that version of me yet. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, The amount of sass, boy. That's good. It's lively. It keeps spicing it, you know? So Mortgage Lifter, look, I don't know where I saw it. Maybe I'm just wrong. I got it. I mean, but Mortgage No, I got Lifter, a comment about it. But no, no, it's, um, I'm seeing like one to two pounds is what uh, some of these sites are referencing <clears throat> as far as size. Yeah. So, all right, enough of tomatoes. Mm-hmm. What about, um, are you growing a different kind of bean? No, I'm sticking with, well, yes, I'm sticking with Kentucky Wonder. So I'm not okay. growing a different type of bean. I'm sticking with so, pole beans. Let me say it that way. Yeah. I'm considering doing yard long beans. Have you ever done those? You know, this is starting to feel like you're not listening when I talk about what I grow. You clearly aren't watching any of my videos or Instagram reels or any of that. Yes, I've grown um, yard long bean. And okay, so it is go ahead. something that often volunteers in my garden. Um, and this again, we're 20 minutes in and this is what happens when you want to record this in December versus January. <laughs> this is what you get. So first of all, I have listened to you and I have watched your stuff and I was setting you up for that yeah, because sure. I have a specific question about the yard long bean and I knew you were the one I wanted to ask. Do they preserve well? That's my question. It's a great question. I haven't opened the jar. I did preserve some. Um, it we is, got a minute. Hmm? <laughs> we <laughs> <laughs> That's about look. It's fast food, right? So um, you got to get them young, though, for sure. So you can't uh, get them when they're three feet long. I don't think you want to get them even when they're like a yard long. Uh, yeah, no. I, That's three feet. A yard, three feet. Well, you yeah, definitely don't want to wait for it three feet. Um, they definitely the flavor definitely taste uh, changes. I only ate them fresh so far and I canned some but I've not eaten them canned and it definitely tastes different than your regular pole bean um, really so, yeah and they're I feel like they're prolific um, on, under the same guise of it you keep on picking um, so I actually probably have some seeds out there now they're scattered in the yard I didn't I didn't plant them this year they volunteered um, and yeah, I mean, it's something that I definitely recommend giving it a try. I think you'd like them. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Because, you know, green beans is a staple for us. So that's a hard one to... I, I might have to grow like one plant or something to test it out before I really jump because, man, I could just envision like, all right, we're going to eat these green beans. Everybody would be like, what the hell is this? This ain't no green bean. Now that you mention so. it, I'm going to go out on a limb and I could be wrong here, but I felt like... There, there are far less leaves on that plant than there are your typical pole bean. Okay. So I say that to say you could probably still squeeze in room to grow even a half a dozen, 10, you know, like to really get a feel for what that harvest is going to be like and not have to worry about, you know, taking up so much space on your trellises because, you know, how many leaves and how, you know, wide um, your, your typical pole bean plants grow. Right. But I could be wrong. I Again, I'll go back and look at the footage. <laughs> well, how about how about a good one? How about potatoes? Taters. You growing anything new? Nope. Really? No. So what is So what variety are you going with? I'm going to go with uh, Purple Viking again, assuming that the seed potatoes stay fresh, if you will, in my crisper. Um, I do want to um, see if I can get a good russet potato which could be something I get from the grocery store. I know people have different opinions about whether or not you really should be growing potatoes from the grocery store. What I know for certain is it's possible. And I've grown them for the last couple of years using organic potatoes. Um, and then I have one or two red potatoes that I'm saving in the store. That I may, I may buy a new variety for red potatoes. I just haven't found it yet. That's yeah. probably the only thing, the only seed potato I'd purchase. 
So, <clears throat> well, on that note, I will say this. I know people kind of poo-poo growing grocery store taters and garlic. Um, I just planted my garlic that was purchased from the grocery store last year. So, it's second year seed. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, that's the way to go for me. Mm-hmm. You know, if I ever need for some reason to get more, I can go get more, whatever. But I've I've got that garlic. And I was telling you um, when I was peeling the clip last year, I bought the garlic and I planted it um, and I was peeling apart the cloves. And you know how when you get it in the mid- middle is all these little itty bitty slivers mm-hmm. this year when I was pulling it apart, it's the seed from last year, the bulbs from grown from last year that I saved, there was none of those little itty bitty clothes. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, year after year, as long as you're using your own seed stock, um, it it gets better. So I would imagine it could be the same with potatoes. You know, like the first year might be kind of rough, but then after that, maybe it would it would get better and improve more as long as you were diligent about saving your seed potato and stuff like that. So the um I grew I've only had one successful season of garlic like growing. I planted it two years. The first year, none of it produced. This past year, going from 2021, it was planted and harvested in 2022. And I did a combination of like purchasing online, like seed garlic, and then using store-bought garlic. And my store-bought garlic harvest looked vastly different than yours. And so I just, you know, I love a good experiment. That was in part, you know, why I did it. Positive or negative? It was much smaller than yours. The right. uh, actual bulbs at the time of harvesting, and I just sent you a picture of like the cloves, you know, so yeah. you can see a, a great difference in, you know, what's produced based on my seed garlic versus seed garlic I purchased versus the organic garlic. The, I've only seen this from one person, so I don't want to give too much weight to it. But generally speaking, I get the point. And because I didn't plan on gr- growing any more store-bought garlic, I didn't bother to research it. Um, but it was a concern around introducing fungus to your or disease to your garden based on putting, you know, what's been harvested in the store, which, you know, you could argue a good grief if you're eating that. Um, now, generally, the initial thought is, can you grow things from the store? And, you know, a lot of these plants, vegetables have inhibitors that don't allow sprouting. But you and I both know that we've had garlic sprout. And I know for sure I've had potatoes from the store sprout. Uh, I'm not saying every single, you know, uh, bulb that you buy for garlic and every potato that you buy will sprout. But I know for sure that I've had success with that in my garden. Um, So, yeah, I watched your video, your uh, planting garlic video and then your harvest uh, harvesting garlic video from earlier in the summer. And again, it's just greatly different if i would have had the success that you had when it came to the size of what you harvested i I would would continue to grow it um well soft it's soft net garlic that comes from the grocery store so that mm -hmm. might have something to do with for your area too yeah that's a good point yeah you know um it's recommended for my area to grow hard neck yeah Mm -hmm. so and i'm like on the line so soft neck doesn't really need that total chill period it greatly benefits it but it doesn't need it so, I mean, that could have something to do with it, too. I, I don't you know, you know. I wonder, though, maybe it's the flip of it. It's not necessarily that it's recommended to grow hard neck in my area. It's recommended to grow soft neck in yours. But if I'm looking back in my head on the extension service website that I've checked over the years, and they recommend both hard neck and soft neck varieties. Um, soft neck is meant to store longer, just generally speaking. Yeah. Um, but I think that both could do well. You know, maybe I just again, maybe I got a smaller set of. I don't. I'm not interested enough in it to be quite frank to go back and look at what I planted. Yeah. I do have footage of what I planted back in November of 2021 to see maybe I started off with really small um, cloves, like a, a small bulb and small cloves. Yeah, and so, that's what happened to me. I was planting small ones. Yeah. and I, I mean, when I was pulling up, I expected to get some. So hopefully, mm-hmm. and this year will be the telling tale if we have like noticeably bigger bulbs because yeah. Yeah. it should be fairly uniform. Because last year I did half as much as I did this year and I planted four bulbs and this year I planted two bulbs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I got more cloves off of it. So we'll see how that goes. And I definitely sacrificed some of what we're going to eat this year to have it. But in the grand scheme of things, it might work out in my favor. But Let's hope so, so. F- for my potatoes, 
I'm going a little scientific this year. Um, I'm growing two varieties. Last year was my first year, and I just bought them, stuck them in the ground, and um, harvested some potatoes because mm-hmm. I'd never grown them. So this year, I'm getting a very early maturing variety so that I can get them to produce and then plant behind them. Mm-hmm. And um, Batavia and I were talking about it. I was going to put my tomatoes behind it. But after we talked and, you know, they're both part of the nightshade family, I, I have since switched my plan. So I will not be putting tomatoes behind. I can't remember off the top of my head what I'm going to put behind it. Um, oh, I'm going to put herbs and something else behind it. But I'm going to do Caribe uh, potatoes there. And then in my other bed, I'm going to go with a mid-season variety, which means it matures later. And I'm going to do Yukon Golds there. Mm-hmm. So they supposedly do pretty good. And I'm trying to figure out how much I need to buy. I'm really trying to avoid buying a five-pound bag of them <laughs> um, just for price purposes. But we're going to we're gonna try that because then that'll allow us, if we time it out right, then we can get some of those things in. And in the Yukon Gold, where they are mid-season, we'll put our squash and stuff like that behind it. And the goal with that is to kind of wait it out and let that uh, the little bastard, the squash vine borer, move on for the most part, you know, and then we can plant behind it. So that's kind of the plan. But we're going to try that because then we can prolong our harvest, have potatoes longer. Because mm-hmm. so, I don't expect to buy to grow enough potatoes to eat for the year. That's not my expectation. My potatoes, which I harvested pretty late, um, maybe in September. So here in December, I still have potatoes from the harvest. I actually can some up. Come on, come on now. Give it to your girl. There it is. Um, but I... Um, but I mean, I'm not expecting them to last a full year, right? I definitely. I don't know that I've really seen people say they can get from one harvest to the next just by sitting, having them sit like in a crate or something. Um, so I don't know that there's really an expectation for potatoes to hold that long. But anywho, um, I have purchased and planted, as I mentioned, uh, potatoes from the grocery store, kind of a di- stumbling upon it the first year. I have purchased... Um, potatoes, white potatoes from like buying them online, right? A couple mm-hmm. of different um, companies. And those are like, if you're listening to it now and you're thinking you want to do this, like start looking around because those are an item that sell out pretty fast. Um, I'm not in a position <clears throat> to kind of recommend sites for it. Um, but also later in the, the spring, um, winter, early spring, they're in my big box stores as well. So you're not going to get like pounds and pounds and pounds, like 20, 10 pound bags or anything. But sea potatoes are absolutely in Menards. Um, I think they're Midwest, Midwest store. But it's the equivalent of like Home Depot, which I've seen them in Home Depot and Lowe's. Right. Um, so if you find yourself in a bind and you decide you want to try to grow them later, you know, in the winter, you know, you're looking around and you can't find potatoes to purchase. Um, obviously, again, the grocery store is likely an option for you as well. So just a few notes on that. Um, I am trying a new method for growing potatoes. Again, shout out to Chelsea, who recommended the Ruth Stout mes- method. And I'm not versed enough to basically kind of talk about it off the top of my head. You know, feel free to Google it if you like. But it speaks to kind of easy planting in my mind, right? So yeah. there isn't a bunch of like a bunch of digging and all of that. Um, it's more put the potato down, you know, add some organic matter. You know, it could be any number of things. It could be soil. It could be, um, you know, hay or straw, whatever have you. Um, so I'm going to try that. And then I'm definitely going to be planting in some different areas in my garden for potatoes and almost all are going to be raised beds. So I don't usually do this, but I found the place that I'm buying from, and I'm going to, I'm trying to get an affiliate link from them to give a discount code. Um, but if you want to do it now, you can, I'm going to Wood Prairie because it turns out that a lot of the places, the seed companies actually buy the potatoes from there and then resell them to you. And not only that, so you get them directly from the farm, but then you can also go ahead and place your order now and then set a ship date. So mm-hmm, that was a mm-hmm. big problem I had was people were like, okay, well, we'll ship them to you in May. And I'm like, dude, in May, I'm like 
15, 20 days out from harvesting my potatoes. Yeah. Like I need them in February. <laughs> so that was something that really, you know, that that's been a big problem with buying potatoes and, and a lot of these vegetables is they have this expectation that you have to plant them at a certain time. Sure. And sweet potatoes is the same way. They don't do sweet potatoes that I know of, but they grow the potatoes and everything. So um, you guys, you know, if you want to try that and they have... I don't know how many varieties they have, but they're a potato farm. Mm -hmm. So they've got all kinds of potatoes and stuff like that. So I'm going to set my uh, ship date for February 1st, and then that'll give me time to cut them so I can split my heart, you know, stretch them out a little bit farther, let them dry a little bit, Mm -hmm. and then plant them by middle February to 1st of March. So... Are you're able to the sites I've been on? They basically say enter your zip code, and based on that, they give you a ship date. You're able no, to. No, they you you assign a ship date to yourself. Ah, okay, well, that's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's a big that's that's why I recommend them. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about never bought from them, mm-hmm. but the potatoes I grew last year were from that store through another company. So I actually paid four dollars more. Mm-hmm buying them through the other companies so i can get more potatoes shipped to me when i need them thank you very much <laughs> and then go on from there so you can check them out that's wood prairie as the name of the place um and they have them broken down by like easy hard mm-hmm. very early late you know whatever um are you doing corn i am but same varieties which which one uh, same variety um i am shopping around for a truly yellow sweet corn Mm-hmm. I have a one that I've used over the last couple of years. I am, but the one I'm going to continue to grow is wild violet. How much are you going to grow of the yellow sweet corn? I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I was saying I got you, boo. Oh, okay, 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 so. okay, okay. Uh, I I haven't decided for sure where I plan on putting corn and then how much I plan on growing. So the way that I've tried to manage this, not knowing a whole lot about, I mean, the recommendations when they say how far you should separate different varieties so there isn't cross-pollination, it's just, I mean, it's I don't have that much space in my garden. So I've just basically last year, or I guess in 2022, when I did grow two different varieties, I grew one in the front yard, one in the backyard, you know, and so I kind of But the cross-pollination doesn't matter unless you're saving seed, right? Well, I mean, or is want, it different for corn? It it so it won't. Yeah, it matters if you're trying to save seed, but it also could change the taste, obviously, of the corn, um, taste and look of the corn. Okay, so I'm growing. Um, I, I've been given a hard directive this year <laughs> that if I don't grow corn, I'm done. Mm. So we're going to grow. She's going to end you. <laughs> she will end me. So we're going to do a solstice super sweet corn. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I picked that is because it's, you know, a lot of times corn, you get one ear per stalk. This yeah. one is a high chance that you get two ears mm-hmm. per stalk. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a yellow um, bicolor. So it's got a little bit of white in it, but when you open it, you can't tell. Mm-hmm. So if you want to grow that, I'll send you some of the seeds. I'll send you, you know, I got a pack of them from, I don't know where I got them from, but it, it seems like it's chock full of seeds. So. Oh, I'd love for you too. That saves me, you know, searching around and updating my cart. Um, and by the way, I've mentioned this in previous episodes as a kind of a tip, but these companies are clearing out my carts, man. I spent 10 minutes looking through my screenshots because I knew I had taken a screenshot of what I wanted to buy from one company. And now it's like, too bad, so sad, man. I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't find a screenshot. So, Yeah, I do the same thing because I'm always trying to get enough to kind of go, you know, to make all of my order at once mm-hmm. from each company. Mm-hmm. So, um, But yeah, that's, that's the one I'm going with because I figure, you know, I'm going to do a... F- so typically what I've done is I just try to grow a couple. Yeah. You know, and I've always heard you grow a block of corn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Based on the way that it pollinates. Based on the mm-hmm. way it pollinates. So I did like, you know, five or six, you know, stalks. And we started to get some this year, but I planted them late. And I was always like, well, I'll start them later because I can get something in and out. And this year it's like, no, I'm going to start them when you're, you know, early spring. And I'm going to grow a full four by eight bed of them. And we're just, you know, if she wants corn, damn it, we're going to get corn. And if it works out, we're going to get 64 ears of corn. She's like, I don't want that much corn. I'm like, well, you better figure out what to do with it because I'm fitting to grow the whole shebang. Yeah, so. it's one of those weird things where it's like you don't like 
so I definitely know people preserve corn and gosh, I would love to right now, like pull some corn out of the freezer. I don't know if I really want to can it, um, but pull some corn out of the freezer that, you know, I, I grew in my garden and I definitely have proved that you can grow corn in a small space. I mean, it was a 36 inch round bed that I grew corn in, in the front yard. Yeah. Right. You know, and so definitely can happen. And I, I kind of planted it like block style, like you mentioned. Um, but it's one of those things like it's almost novelty. Like you, there'll be some fresh eating and that's super cool, but I don't think I want to dedicate enough space to grow enough, which I have another yeah. calculation, but I imagine it'll be much more space than I want to dedicate to have corn to preserve as well. I'm thinking about putting, you know, that really narrow bed that I dug up right along the fence line. Last couple of years, I've had my sunflowers there. I'm thinking about combining like a couple of sunflowers, blocks of corn. It's super narrow though. Um, So I have to get an idea of like looking back to see how much space and width. I think it's something like one and a half inches or excuse me, one and a half feet by 16 feet. You know, so so we'll see. I mean, I think it could be pretty cool looking. And then also at some point I'm, I'm pulling that corn up, you know, because it's not something that would be growing in the garden all growing season, uh, which I think would pre- be pretty cool. So we'll see. I have a couple other spaces in mind when it comes Hell, to Hell, I'm going to grow the corn and then I'm going to sell the stocks <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. for fall decorations. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do? Um, I mean, is there anything there is else something to be said that you're about? There is a. Real quick, there is something to be said Go about ahead. my desire to have some fall look in the garden versus the crap that it looks yeah. like now. So maybe that's it. It's a whole bunch of corn stalks. Is there anything else that you're doing new off the top of your head? The I think it's just one more thing. Um, so two more things. I Three more things. I'm trying. I should have mentioned this. <laughs> Four more. Five more. I should have mentioned this when we talked um well, we talked about tomatoes, although it's not really in the tomato family. I'm trying a different, I think I am, a different tomatillo variety. Because I the one I grew a tomatillo. couple of years ago. Same thing for you? No, no. I said I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. The variety I tried a couple of years ago just didn't look like any tomatillo that I've ever seen. It was uber sweet, um, much smaller, pale yellow. So I don't know if it had anything to do with like where I grew it, like how I fed it or whatever have you. So I'm just going to try just again, buying a different variety and and see how that does. Um, So that's one thing. And I'm shopping around for um, a, like a early producing Chinese cabbage, like something that's kind of labeled as a Chinese cabbage versus your typical red or your typical white slash green cabbage, round cabbage, you know? And I have one more. I got you for that. Do you have? You already? Yeah, look at me. I, I remember I saved all those seeds this year. No, I don't remember. I, I don't watch yeah, your I've videos. Got probably obviously. five thousand Chinese cabbage <laughs> seeds. So I got you. That's it's exciting. I appreciate that. I gotta write it. I, let me write it down while you talk. Yeah, Go ahead. The cabbage and then the corn. Add it to the okay. list we've already talked about for you sending me. Oh, I don't have that list anymore. Yeah, I figured you didn't. It's okay. I don't remember it either. So look, everybody. <laughs> My cart Batavia, was cleared. <laughs> Batavia and I are uh, seed-saving buddies, mm-hmm. and we recommend that you all would develop a relationship with somebody about that. But I, I suggest that you take it one step farther, and when your seed-saving buddy says something, you actually write it down, <laughs> because I have not done that. I'm I'm not a good friend. <laughs> he kept on going. He was like, do you want some of these? I was like, sure. You want some of these? I was like, no. He's like, you want some of these? I was like, sure. You know, it's, I didn't make a note. I was just like, yeah, yeah, hook me up. The last thing that I'm excited about growing, I've only grown ever one butternut squash once. I think it's the, is it Waltham? I think that's how you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I grow. So I saw a, a cooking video, like a cooking show on YouTube. And was it Backyard Kitchen? No, it wasn't. Uh, but I'm well, hoping you should check that out. <laughs> three that you all um, cook up this dish. So it's honey nut winter squash. And it, that's the variety. That's the variety. Yes. Okay. And it's pretty new. Right. So I think 10 or 15 years old. I've heard of this the other day, actually. Go ahead. Yeah. And it's designed to be a smaller variety, like a smaller producing uh, fruit vegetable so the actual squash will be smaller than the huge squash you oftentimes see and it's supposed to be more um intense flavor like definitely much more sweet than you know what your typical um 
butternut squash is so i'm really excited about it the only issue i've ever had with any of the squashes obviously is powdery mildew but i mean that's going to hit my garden at some point late in the year but with it being a smaller um i don't remember if the plant itself was more compact but definitely the actual squash itself i feel like i have a much better chance for it to get to the point of actually fully ripening on the vine which is what you need for squash like that and so i I'm just, I mean, that's probably one of the things I'm most excited about um, growing next so, year. Do you know the story behind that squash? I When I watched the video, the guy told the story, but I don't remember it. I mean, I, when you say it, I'm going to be like, uh-huh, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, so if I remember, if this is, and I believe it is the same squash, it was crossbred with a Waltham squash, so it's a hybrid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's supposed to have better disease resistance and supposedly squash vine borer resistance. Um, I use supposedly very strongly in that <laughs> statement. Mm-hmm. But the, the key with it is it's stabilized. So you mm-hmm. can save the seed from it, mm-hmm. which is one of the, I mean, th- this is one of the vegetables that's super easy to save seed. So um, that's going to be one that's, you know, you can really, you know, it, you could keep it going in your garden year after year once you do that initial investment. Yeah. So that's, you know, I think that's a pretty cool thing because a lot of times you get the hybrids and they do outperform, but you can't save the seed yeah, and yep. which, you know, it's just like the solstice corn. Mm. You can't save the seed. So it, it ain't no good, but I want a super sweet corn. So, um, we are going to do, we're not doing butternut squash this year. We're going to do Seminole pumpkins instead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they supposedly go really good in the heat. Um, love the heat so that works you know chick you know check mark that box but um it's got a different taste so from what i understand it's a, a little bit sweeter taste i believe and i mean we just get when we grow butternut squash we can only grow it every other year because we just get so yeah. much we get tired of eating it yeah. um, and i don't want to waste it so you know it's like you know come april i'll be choking down butternut squash <laughs> like ugh so we're going to try and do seminal pumpkins this year. Um, hopefully it'll work out. Mm-hmm. But uh, somebody sent us some seeds one year, but they were not dried all the way. And so they molded before we got them. Yeah, yeah. But I actually have a pack of them in hand now. So that's where we're going with that. But they get giant. So the plant just gets, you know, out of control big. It doesn't look like your typical, like, stout round pumpkin though if i'm looking at no, it online it, yeah it's, it's you know it, and it's weird because you call it like i told kel uh, my wife kelly like hey we're gonna grow seminal pumpkins she's like i don't want to eat pumpkins and i'm like no it's not a pumpkin it's a squash <laughs> it's like it's a bad name <laughs> but i think it's because of the shape of it <laughs> i mean we're gonna grow some we're gonna try and grow some winter pie pumpkins again so we can make like pumpkin pie and stuff like that my son wants me to grow jack-o'-lantern pumpkins and i just i just don't want to do it it's, I mean, they're not good for anything but jack-o'-lanterns, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many of those do you need? Unless you start like a pumpkin patch. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're doing some other, like we've we've switched up varieties on our winter vegetables some. Onions is another one we're doing this year, so we're going to try that. And that's simply because we can plant those in January. Like I've already started the seeds and they're, they're well on their way, so we're going to try and do that. Um, and that's another <clears throat> that's another staple crop. Yeah, I haven't so. decided my approach with onions, and that's exactly a bit of, like, um, remember my whole spiel for years on the love-hate relationship I've had with growing potatoes, which is absolutely one of my favorite things to consume. I saw this video of another, because um, now I'm like, I'm cooking more, I'm looking at videos online, you know, so um, this uber-popular YouTube um, uh, cook, you know, cooks in her home, she made potato tacos and it it made my heart sing uh, i gave a recipe for that once i mean i mean if you would have had a video clip like what it looked like what she made then maybe <laughs> <laughs> um but should i forget why i brought up the potato tacos hmm yeah i don't remember i'm gonna move on so that's actually a recipe we're talking about doing on the third season of Backyard Kitchen mm-hmm. is we're going to try and do the potato taco recipe, depending on how many potatoes we actually get, if we get enough of them. Um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank now. So we've definitely, like I said, we've definitely switched out varieties. 
But as far as like new vegetables and stuff like that, I think that's really it. Mm -hmm. And the plan moving forward is to kind of step back a little bit in all the non-necessary. What, what's going it. on? Uh, what is it? I brought up the potatoes because the love-hate relationship I have. Which I, I'm going to get stuck. Like It's like I'm malfunctioning, stuck at the right same place again. Um, and then I started to see price changes in potatoes. And it's kind of like, girls, keep on growing potatoes. So yeah. onions is another one of those. Like You keep on looking in the stores, and they're probably one of the cheapest things you're going to buy that's going to go into a pan or a pot you know, or a dish. And But... <laughs> when you start to look and and think about especially with those growing in the like it's being harvested from the soil i try to buy organic onions when i buy them from the grocery store and i haven't always done that but i try to buy them organically it's you know you kind of think about what can be sprayed on these crops and kind of as it sits and soaks in the soil yada 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 and so um it made me think coming into this year that i really need to put more into growing onions i've grown onions buying the little i think they call them sets it's a little bulb onion itty bitty that's terrible you know, yeah you get from the grocery store i've had that I mean they're tasty but it's like a quarter size maybe a half dollar size onion is what i end up pulling up and i definitely have tucked them into places that aren't the most ideal but i've from kind of someone i don't know personally but a trusted um gardener which isn't this guy here but who is a trusted gardener? Who is this person? Yeah. <laughs> talked about I don't how talked about them where you basically get what you're creating now. You get the set with the stalk on it, yeah, right, and then you plant those out. So I'm really thinking about purchasing those and like I kind of don't. I know here we are. This is what happens when you don't record with New Year, New Batavia. I kind of want to go all in, but I don't want like I want to skip over the struggle year because I kind of have been through the struggle year. So I could definitely start onions from seed, but I know that it's it's been hit or miss for a lot of people. And I kind of want to fast forward to what's the best chance. But there's an expense, of course, with that. Like, that's the whole idea. I would definitely do it if there wasn't the expense and kind of puts you right back to where you started when it comes to you're trying to save money. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to pay for the the expensive onions now in the grocery store. So anyway, um, that's well, where let me I'm say at. let me say something about that then. Um, so first of all, I think that's a great purpose for buying transplants. You don't want to you, you just want to test it out. Mm -hmm. You just want to grow it. You want to see if it works. So I agree with that part of the statement. Um, the buying the onion sets is, I think, is a terrible idea because essentially what that is, that's a second year onion that is basically going to try and bolt and produce seed. So that's kind of the issue with those. Because I, I did the same thing. And the issue I had is there was no indication on the package what the onion was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I didn't know if it was a short day variety, an intermediate day, or a long day variety. And basically what that means is it goes by how much sunlight you have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So a, a lot of people don't know this, but there are people that do know this. It's like growing cannabis. If you grow your cannabis, it doesn't start to produce the flower or the bud that you ingest until you get your daylight gets 12 hours of equal time so it's the same thing like it doesn't actually bulb until you hit a certain amount of sunlight mm -hmm. so you've got to get the right thing for your area like if you grew what i was growing you your onions would be ready like way before they could possibly be ready so you have to grow a different type now that being said we're growing vidalia onions because they're a short day and they're a dollar an onion in the store hmm. So I can put four onions in a square foot. So, I mean, you know, the math, it adds up quick. And not to mention, I've started 500 onion seedlings and I have 100% germination rate. So I'm pretty confident in the, the and now I did change my seed starting method uh -huh. this year. So, and I'm, I'm, I've started a bunch of seedlings with it and I'm like, I'm hooked. At this point, I love it. So, so we'll talk about that at a later date. The onion plants, maybe that's a better way to clarify it in my mind, which is basically going to have a root. It's going to have yeah. a green stalk. That obviously started as a onion uh, seed. seed, right? Yes. You know, so I'm just fast forwarding it. And you also described it as a transplant. I think that's another easy way for my brain to understand it. Versus what I've picked up from your big box stores all the time. You can't help yourself. You know, you're walking through the aisles. It's like, oh, they have a little box. Or sometimes a little plastic bag with, yeah. with holes in them. Those are the sets, with it, which is, again, it's an itty bitty little onion um, that you're planting. And I've never gotten a, 
like I've never really gotten a sizable harvest from that. Right. Um, neither did so, I. Yeah. So pissed me off mm-hmm. too. Cause I, months I grew them. So, um, I recommend that you buy a pack of seeds and just try Cause you start them. Yeah. Like in your area, you'll probably start them in January mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you get them out super early. So it's worth giving it a shot. Um, and then, you, you know, cause then you can still, you, you're what, $2 down for a pack of seeds yeah, right, and you point. can make that decision. So onion seeds are also one seeds that don't last year over year, right? They don't last year over year. Yeah. yeah. They do not. Right. So they do not. Yeah. So you've got to plant them that year. Um, so I have about a half a pack left over. Um, so I bought onion seeds online and I got a lot of onion seeds for my money. So I'm going to start, um, I'm going to save those, but I'll start them again in the fall and I'll see if like, Hey, if I buy them in the fall and then the next fall, maybe they'll still be like on the edge where you can still get a growth out of them, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. But like I said, I've had really good germination rates off of, and if this is any, indi- any indication of how my seed starting season is going to go, then I'm going to have a, a banger year for seed starting. So I think maybe I you may have convinced me to what, to start the seeds. The, so uh, yeah, the pause and I've has had... just been like, you know, not wanting to introduce something that's uber new to me that I'm in my mind thinking maybe more difficult than starting any other thing. And maybe just, just push that out of the way. If this was New Year, New Batavia, I would have been convinced, you know, you would have had me at hello. <laughs> <you know? laughs> well, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just saying. So, I mean, now growing the onion, there is different methods mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. there's different things like they're super heavy feeders in the beginning yeah. and they're really thirsty but getting the seed going is not that big a deal mm-hmm. so and we can talk about more about that in the future especially as i move on through this process because i've tried to start them the first year i grew them i got pelletized seeds planted them in spring obviously they didn't grow I had no clue what i was doing mm-hmm. the second year i got the onion sets and i put them in the ground and i got nothing but seed so didn't know what I was doing there. Didn't know what I was growing. Took a year off and now I'm back. And so now I'm back and I'm like, I have a plan for them. I have multiple rows set out for them now because I'm like, this is, I'm going in all in on this too, because I feel confident in what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's the so. decide if in your area, if it's short day or long day recommended, I've been using, as I've been like, I've been thinking about onions for the last few years and just haven't, you know, stepped out there in this same way. Again, just bought what was kind of in the aisles of the store. Um, and then I've been using my local extension. So Illinois extension service to see what they recommend we grow, like which specific varieties they recommend we grow in Illinois. Um, so I share that to say, you know, if someone wants to step out, on onion faith with me, <laughs> you know, a couple of resources to consider or, or information to get confirmation on. Now I'm on the fence. Point, about... I don't know what in the world they're shipping, you know, what's what the other than it being red or white, you know, sweet or not. Um, yeah. When I buy them from the regular big box store. Yeah. And it's based off if you're below the 35th parallel. So latitude 35, I believe it's long. Um, long day onions is what you have to grow but you can look it up it'll tell you for you know there's maps and stuff that'll tell you all that stuff so um, for us you know I would love to grow like a regular cooking onion but we just can't grow those here so we have to grow like the Vidalia sweet onions and they don't last they don't store as long but um, I love them and they get like softball size so if I can get that we're good to go that'd be really cool yeah so um, but anything else I reserve the right to transition into New Year, New Batavia, and have another list of a half a dozen items. Right now, I, I, no, nothing else. I reserve the right for that as well. <laughs> but for right now, I think we should just go ahead and say, usually, if you're new to the show, first of all, thank you for being here. We would stop and have a recipe of the day, but I think we're just going to skip that today. So, um, yeah, no recipe of the day today. Sorry, everybody. If you got a good recipe, let us know. Um, But you can join us on Patreon and all that good stuff. And we do have a code for our t-shirts. It's XMAS2022. So come see that. It's on Teespring. All the links are below. Uh, It's 20% off right now on our store if you'd like to support us. And um, come see us on YouTube. So I have changed my YouTube channel to Sandy Bottom Homestead. It's the name of my homestead. 
Batavia's at Be Better Garden. And then we have Backyard Gardens podcast as well, where you can see the shorter episodes in video form. Ooh. So you can see how weird we are. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> well, you can see what the face looks like when I go, mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that you can't too. hide on camera. That too, that too. Uh, but so. we lo- please do stop at any or all of those places. We'd love to hear from y'all. I love when I read, you know, a general comment on any number of those um, those sites, and then it's a comment about, oh yeah, listen to the podcast too. You know, so it makes me warm yeah. and, and, and gooey inside. Yeah, and we're going to be doing. Um, we should be making an announcement on Patreon soon. So if you want to join, be sure you see us there. And I believe that's it. So until next time, learn to grow and grow. See ya. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.